Let's bow in prayer. Master, speak, your servants hear it, waiting for your gracious words, longing for your voice that cleareth, Master, let it now be heard. We are listening, Lord, to Thee. What have Thou to say to us? Oh, our Master, speak to us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Let the church say amen. amen. Thank you, thank you. We continue to thank the Lord for bringing us together in his presence to worship him, to honor him, to adore him. And as we said in our opening song prayer, we now pray that the Lord opens our hearts to his word, and that word will continue to strengthen us and strengthen our faith in our Lord Jesus. Several years ago, I was invited to go to a certain parish to cover for a priest who was going on summer vacation. And I was excited. I wanted to try something new, something different. And so I packed up and went to the parish. And I think it was the first Sunday after I was at that parish, a few days after that Sunday, the pastor from his place of vacation sent me an email that was written up by a parishioner. A rather angry email about certain things I may have said in the homily that wasn't so comfortable. I was kind of disappointed at the tone and the anger of the email. But in a good way, I learned some lessons. And even though it's been a while, those lessons have remained with me. I began to recognize the need for us to have tolerance for theological and spiritual diversity. The more I thought about that experience, that email experience, it dawned on me what I have started calling pew pulpit synchrony. What does that really mean? The, the, the risk that if I'm here for 40 years as your priest, after a while I might, I might start wanting to form your spirituality in my image and likeness rather than in the image and likeness of Christ. Synchrony. In fact, some scholars would call it interaction asynchrony, where we 
the world is like music, so we start matching each other in our theological dance and our spiritual dance. And nothing wrong with that. The only problem is that the day somebody comes with a different kind of music, you're like, whoa, 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 where is this from? And that's the risk of synchrony. It could also happen with pew. By pew, of course, I'm speaking metaphorically now. When you begin to sort out parishes and priests and preachers and deacons who reinforce your worldview and how you look at things. Nothing wrong with that. Except that after a while, you begin to have a collection of parishes and church communities that are closed in and want just people who think like me. Nothing wrong with that. Except that sometimes it can be problematic. And that's why sometimes these days when I read some articles from Catholic media outlets attacking profanities, I scratch my head and I'm like, duh, what's going on? What's going on? Nothing wrong with criticizing the Pope. But yet it comes to a point where maybe we need to call ourselves and invite ourselves to some tolerance of theological and spiritual diversity. And the way I look at it is this. The same Holy Spirit who gave us St. John Paul II at that time was appropriate time for JP II. That same Holy Spirit gave us Pope Benedict at that same time. That was the Holy Spirit at work. And who knows, maybe that same Holy Spirit is at work that has given us Pope Francis at this time because that's what the church needs at this time. Yet it reminds me and reminds all of us of the need to be tolerant for diversity of theological and spiritual personalities. And that's the heart of our message today. That's the core of the message in the three readings today. First of all, look at the first reading, that interesting story. Moses had gone before God and complained, you know, my Lord, I can't do this work all by myself. I'm tired, I'm tired. And God said, all right, I get it, I get it, okay. You know what? Appoint 72 elders and let them meet me at the tent of meeting. I'm going to take some of your spirit and I will distribute it to the 72 elders and they will help you to govern the people spiritually. And they all came to the tent of meeting and lo and behold, Eldad and Midad were nowhere to be found. Maybe they were at Starbucks sipping their caramel macchiato, who knows whatever they were doing. But you know what? The Spirit came, poured out on everybody, and even me, Dad, and Eldad, who were in Starbucks sipping their cappuccino, got the same equivalent of the power of the Spirit. And Joshua was like, rightly so, this is not right. <laughs> we woke up so early in the morning to come to the tent of meeting, we did everything right, and you gave the same Spirit to these two guys? Are you kidding me? And, and, and Moses was like, you know what, Joshua, stop, stop, stop. Are you jealous on my behalf? 
The Lord is the one who gives the Spirit freely, and the Spirit blows wherever it wills. Diversity of spirituality, diversity of the Spirit of God. And now we'll meet the same story in the Gospel. John comes to Jesus and says, Lord, you know what? We've been following you now for three years. We should have the franchise of Jesus. Give us a certificate of franchise, okay? Because we saw this guy. We don't know where he comes from. He doesn't follow us. He doesn't look like us. And he's casting out demons in your name. We got to arrest him. You got to stop. And Jesus was like, come on, John. Don't. Do not. Anyone who casts out demons in my name cannot be against me. Just let him be. Tolerance for diversity, especially spiritual diversity. And that's really what is the message of today. A reminder to me, a reminder to all of us, that sometimes as Christians and as Catholics, we can get too passionate and too tight about my position about what I think God is. And sometimes, even as a priest, I want to fight for God. God is bigger than I can fight for. We fight each other sometimes, call each other names. And God is looking up from above and he's like, stop. Diversity and tolerance for theological diversity. So how can we now today Ask God for the grace to enhance our tolerance for each other, especially as Catholics. I want to make two quick suggestions based on the gospel. First one is the dialogue of life. And actually, we owe this one to Pope Francis. That we may have preferences. As a priest, I may like to celebrate Mass in the old way where I back you, you go, that's fine. Other priests may want to face the people, that's also fine. But at the end of the day, regardless of the differences, spiritual differences or preferences, it's about dialogue of life. And that's why Jesus tells us in the Gospel, if anybody leads any of these little ones to sin, it's better for that person to have a stone tied around his neck and thrown into the, into the ocean. About dialogue of life. Now, put aside all our theological differences, whether Pope Francis or JP2 or Pope Benedict, it's the same core of faith. Nothing has changed. Pope Francis wouldn't change the core of our faith. And that faith is the dialogue of life. That's what brings us together every Sunday. That's what binds all of us together, regardless of the ways we interpret our spiritualities. The second suggestion, based on the gospel, is the need for us to be open to the work of the Spirit. Because the Spirit is powerful. The Spirit is dynamic. 
I know it may sound shocking when the gospel talks about cutting hands and cutting legs and plugging eyes and, okay, okay, let's back, let's back up a little bit. That's not what it really means. We all know that. But it's really about letting go. In fact, there's this parable about how to catch a monkey. If you want to catch a monkey, put grape, because they love grapes, put it in a jar that has a small opening and tie the jar with a chain. The monkey will go, put his hand in the hole, grab and grasp the grape, and now will try to pull out its hand, but it cannot. And will keep pulling and pulling and will not. But the monkey does not realize that he has to let go of the grape for it to have enough space to pull its hands. So long as it holds on to that grape, he's stuck. He's stuck. What is it you're holding so tight? What is it am I holding so tight? It's about letting go and let the Spirit be at work in your heart, in my heart. Let the Spirit of God do its work in the church. And believe me, believe me, the Spirit is active and alive. The Spirit dwells in your heart, and He dwells in my heart. Let us now bow our heads and pray. Let your living water flow over my soul. Let your Holy Spirit come and take control of every situation that has troubled my mind. All my cares and burdens unto you I roll. Father, Jesus, speak.